Well, good afternoon, Lake Norman, and welcome to Town Talk. We're coming to you live from WSIC, the Real Talk Studio, nestled on the banks of beautiful Lake Norman, streaming worldwide from Mount Kilimanjaro to Wadesboro, North Carolina, population 5,038 people. I'm your host, Bill Russell, president of Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce, the largest chamber of commerce in the Charlotte region. My guests today are Salonia Wade Baskin. She's the owner of Progressive Business Finance. Chris Ailey, the owner of Lucius James Consulting, and James Smith, the founder of My Outdoor Joy. My producer, Bill Blakely, in the other room. Bill, do you know the significance of Wadesboro, North Carolina? Um, not off the top of my head. Don't know the significance? Well, first off, PD National Wildlife Refuge, great recreational venue, and it's also the home of Chris Haley. Where Chris grew up. Absolutely. Now and that you, I did know. I did overhear that. <laughs> <laughs> and how long how long did you live there? Um just through high school. Just through high school. Yes. And, and Mount Kilimanjaro. Tell me what you know about Mount Kilimanjaro, Bill. Mm. <laughs> Nothing. You're stumping me right now. <laughs> Mount Kilimanjaro, located in Tanzania. Mount Kilimanjaro is the African continent's highest peak. 5,895 meters or 19,340 feet. And somebody in this room scaled that sucker. Uh, His name's what, not Bill Russell. What, what, it was not. <laughs> Salonia, did you, did, have you climbed Mount Kilimanjaro? Absolutely not. Uh, Chris, have you? <laughs> no. You, have it gone? Okay. Well, okay. One last person, James. Only took nine days. <laughs> <laughs> nine days. Nine really? days. So Mount Kilimanjaro. Today uh, actually marks um, Malcolm X, who articulated the con concepts of racial pride and black, black nationalism in the United States, was assassinated this day in 1965. We're going to talk about that in a little while. And tomorrow, whose birthday is it tomorrow? Anybody got an idea? Nope. Nobody? Nope. Washington's birthday. Oh, yes. George Washington's birthday. And uh, I have some fun facts about George Washington. Bill. Um, Lay it on me. Yep, yep. The first one was George Washington was mostly self-educated. Did you know that? Mm -hmm. I did not, but I can relate. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Something that probably everybody knows, he was fearless in battle. And we, can, we can see that. Yeah. I can see that, yep. His bold actions saved the American Revolution not once, but twice. He never abused power. He owned more than 50,000 acres and was an ardent promoter of Western expansion. 50,000 acres. You could do something on 50,000 acres, James. Pretty much. <laughs> You'd never see me again. <laughs> Washington loved parties and was an excellent dancer. Mm. Are, you, are you an excellent dancer? You, I love to dance. I, I bet you do. Yes. I can I can see that. I can see that in your eyes. In my high heels. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it in the high heels. <laughs> Washington was the first to sign the United States Constitution. He was unanimously elected president twice. Unanimously. He was a true agricultural innovator and pioneer. And lastly, Washington is the only slave-owning president who freed his slaves. George Washington. Washington. And so, tomorrow is his birthday. Okay. Tomorrow is his birthday. Salonia, Salonia Wade Baskins, yes. uh, you are the co-owner of, of uh, Progressive Bit Business and Finance yes. um, with your husband, Sam, yes. or sometimes you call him Sammy. I call him Sammy. Yes. Or <laughs> or when I get upset, Mr. Baskins. Mis ba oh, Mr. Baskins. Or I say Baskins, don't start with me today. So what is progressive business and finance? So progressive business and finance is a way that we can give back to the community. And what we specialize in is commercial and business lending in a non-traditional alternative way. And so what that means is we use private lenders and investors to help businesses, investors to grow, expand, invest their money when the banks, when they're rejected by the banks. So in a good way to say it is say, I tell business owners, when your business is not mature enough for the bank for whichever reason, maybe it's not enough time, maybe it's a low credit score, whichever reason, we are your go-to people. So we use private lenders and investors to help you 
get the funds that you need to help your business progress in the way it needs to progress so that you can be successful. Did I see you were a double major in finance? Is it? I am, I am a double major and I have an MS of accountancy and I have an MBA. Okay. With uh, concentration and risk management, yes. What's your target market? I mean, do you are are, the, are most of your clients here in the Lake Norman region, or are they spread out? We spread out, but we like to start in the community that we're in. We live in Huntersville, so as you know, the Bible says charity starts at home. So of course, we like to start the charity at home, but we're all over. We go to Charlotte. We go to Morrisville. We. Where we can do work in all 50 states, South Carolina, New Jersey, where I'm from. And so we have the intention of just spreading generational wealth mm-hmm. throughout our families, throughout communities, um, within our generation that's coming up behind us, within our youth, so that they can understand the cash flow, how cash flow works, how finance works, what it means to invest and make responsible financial decisions with their money. Now, you've been doing this for 20 years? Um, Accounting? Yeah. Yes, I have been in accounting for 20 years. My most recent job, besides having the business, is I was an accounting and a nonprofit foundation in Manhattan, and I did that for 10 plus years. How did you and Sammy get into this this particular business? How did you know you wanted to do this? Again, we know that we knew that we wanted to build generational wealth within the community, right? We knew, and generational wealth does not always mean financially. It can mean educating people and giving them knowledge on what they need to know. We understand that people, once you teach people something and they have the knowledge and they're no longer ignorant to the subject, they can thrive, they can mm-hmm. grow, they can expand. And so we realize that people sometimes financially do not understand it. We understand that business owners love what they do, right? If you are a consultant, you love to consult people. If you build, if you climb the mountains, <laughs> you love to do that. Um, you love to do what you do, but some, it doesn't necessarily mean that you understand the foundation of a business, which means financial situation, which means getting your finances in order and your cash flow. And so we wanted to bring financial literacy to people, to our community, to families, because we understand that if you are financially healthy and you have the wealth of financial knowledge, you will be you have more time for your family. You have financial freedom. It causes less stress, meaning you are more healthy in a physical way. Um, and so we, we got a, we got about a minute before we go to break. What's the perfect client for you? I mean, what what business are, are you looking for, or should be looking to you for their service? We want a business owner, the perfect client is someone who's obviously been turned down by the bank, people who are, or who's higher up the bank, and someone who wants to think, because we are ready to expand people's thought and their minds and their knowledge on what people have may have their culture of understanding business and how cash flow works. We want to broaden that. And if you have an open mind and you're ready to invest and build, come to us and we're ready to see you. Um, Chris Salonia is, is not all only involved in this. She's also one of our Chamber of Commerce ambassadors, and sh- she and her husband, Sam, are, are very active in attending networking events. As a matter of fact, uh, Chris and I started in Rotary together, or we were in Rotary together, and, and today took Sam to the North Mech Rotary Club, and, and he got a chance to see what we do in Rotary. So uh, it was good having him there. We're going to go to a break here from our sponsors on Town Talks. Come back with us, and we will talk to Chris Haley in just a second. For those of you who are streaming with us on all of our other social platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, a whole host of other things. We're, we're doing podcasts on Spotify. We're all over the place. We're, we are all over the place. But um, thank you for staying with us. Uh, the Chamber of Commerce had a busy, busy week. Last Thursday, uh, we recognized our 2024 Educators of the Year. Jacqueline Clark from Langtree Charter was recognized. We always recognize a, a charter school, a private school, and a CMS school. Karen Powell uh, with Grace Covenant Academy here in Cornelius, and Kimberly Cortland was with Marancus Middle College High School. Now, have you been to Marancus's Middle College High School since I they have. located? I yeah. Have. Kimberly Cortland recognized as mid, uh, also with uh, uh, our Educator of the Year. Our keynote uh, speaker was was Chris Marsicano, 
uh, he spoke to us. He's assistant professor of public policy at Davidson College. And our Inspire Our Future Award went to champion Tyron Wheel. There, there, you, you, you remember Kevin Mall. Mm-hmm. But um, Kevin Mall and his organization was recognized. They're working with uh, our students, uh, doing apprenticeships and internships and vocational training. Uh, worked with us on our junior and adult leadership Lake Norman program. But uh, that was a fantastic program. So I, I really appreciate uh, everybody who came out and, and supported that. Um, our WINS meeting, uh, again, a couple of weeks ago, had 53 women there at H2. We've moved it to H2 Public House. It meets the second Tuesday of every month. March 12th is the next event. And Salonia, who's our next speaker? Me. I'm the highlight speaker. <laughs> I'm the highlight speaker. Yes. So and come out. What are you going to be talking about uh, for that particular meeting? Um, I am going to be talking about lending. I am also going to be talking about customer financing. And I am going to be talking about creating real estate investors. So I am excited. I am excited to bring this to the women we go into the Winds Lake Norman, and it is powerful, engaging, supportive women. Um, and I'm just excited to bring this information into them because I know that they are going to run with it and they are going to be doing great things in the future. So I'm excited to be a part of that. Well, we're excited to have you. In a little while, we'll get into maybe what Winds is and why people should come out to it. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are streaming with us, we're going back live on Town Talk. Uh, Thank you for being with us, and uh, we'll get right back there in just a few seconds. It's Town Talk with Lake Norman Chamber President Bill Russell on 1059 100.7 WSIC. Local starts here. Welcome back to Town Talk. I'm Bill Russell. My guest today is Salonia Wade Baskins from the Progressive Business Finance. Chris Haley, owner of Lucius James Consulting. James Smith, founder of My Outdoor Joy um, and just before we went to break, uh, Salonia, we were talking about some of the things that you've been involved in. Uh, you go to a lot of our networking events. Uh, you and Sammy, I, I can't I can't really recall having a networking event in the last <laughs> year that you haven't been a part of. Why is networking important for any small business? Networking, I, networking is super important. First of all, the people are fantastic. You get out, you get to know your community, the people that who you are serving because you are doing a service to the people around you and you get to know them personally and build those relationships. You get to know about their their families, their children, their spouses. And it's just such a blissful thing when you can build a family, uh-huh. right? And so networking is just, it's awesome. And then once you start networking, you realize you have how many, 20, 30 networkers that is working uh-huh. for your business because you build a relationship they know what you do. They like you as a person. And now they're telling other people about you. And so I always tell businesses, when you are a new business or any business at all, you need to network. For one, you need to let people know that you exist. Right, you need right. to let them know that you're there, what you do. And for two, you need to know the people that you're servicing. Right. You need to get to know them. What are their needs? Because as a business owner, you want to be valuable. You want to be accessible. And you want people to know who you are. You want them to genuinely like you. And so networking is so important. I tell people, network, get out there, know who you're serving. Know, let them know who you are. Allow people to feel your passion. And you feel theirs. And Chris, so it's very important. Chris, you served on my board for six years. Would you believe that in 2023, we we did 98 networking, had 98 networking events that's that's two networking events mm-hmm. a week. Yes, uh, that's a lot. That's a lot. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, those networking opportunities taught me how to network. Yeah. A lot of people don't know how to work that's network. True. So it's an art to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, before we we leave, uh, Progressive uh, again, what are some of the services you provide for a small business? So for a small business, we provide um, commercial lending. We do um, business lines of credits. We do business loans. We do equity loans. We do um, customer financing when we allow a business owner to offer customer financing to their customer and which now the business owner, it's a great way, a great payment option for a business to offer this to the customer. It eliminates month to month payments. It maintains a healthy relationship 
between the business owner and the client because you no longer have to chase people for money, right? It maintains a healthy relationship. People tend to buy more when they feel like they can afford your service. And so they want top notch and they refer you more because they're excited about who you are. They're excited about the business and the value that you bring, the service that it brings. And most importantly, is no risk to the business. The business is paid the full amount of the invoice that is for the customer. They're paid the full amount of the invoice within 24 to 72 hours. And so the payback relationship is no longer between the business owner and the customer. It's between the customer and the lender. And so the relationship is seamless and it's a great way to grow a business totally. Chris, I was I was talking about, you know, you growing up in Wadesboro and the great outdoors and, and all the recreational aspects of of where you grew up in Wadesboro. Probably nobody sitting at this table, though, uh, is more involved in the great outdoors than James Smith. Uh, <laughs> again, climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. You are the founder of My Outdoor Joy. And uh, explain to people what what exactly is My Outdoor Joy? We are adult recess at its best. <laughs> <laughs> A great way to put it. We focus on educating people who have limited to intermediate experience in the outdoors and teaching them the skills necessary to participate in different events. We go from hiking all the way up to scuba diving and skydiving. And our mission is to get more people out so outdoors. Uh, no one in our group is an expert. You don't have to feel intimidated. You're not sitting there with you know, Bear Gorillas, you're not sitting there with a bunch of Navy SEALs. Uh, we want people to come out and explore. And one of the things that happened over the last few years with COVID, everybody said distance, go outside. But what happens when you don't know what to do when you get outside is a question that very few people thought about. So for us, our goal was to take those people and put them in environments in which they could progress. Mm -hmm. uh, from camping to hiking, we start off in a classroom. No one goes out into the woods. No one goes out on a kayak. We start in a classroom. We teach them. We answer the questions that they all have. If I have another question about a bear, a snake, a lion, a tiger, <laughs> or elephant, we can answer that. You know, and I've had to tell people there are no elephants walking around North Carolina. <laughs> people actually have had these kind of questions. This is this is a real fear. Yeah. Uh, so if we can alleviate their fears, we're more likely to get them to participate in other events and to take their expectations or their realities and make them real. So a great example, we go camping, we start off with a camping class, and then I bring a big tent out that's got a queen size bed in it with sheets and pillows. And they said, well, I thought I had to sleep on the ground. Well, who told you that? You know, we're we're answering those questions for people. And that's such an important factor for adults because mm -hmm. kids don't care. I took a kid on a camp out. He didn't want to go home. His parents, on the other hand, that first night, uh, <laughs> they had all kinds of questions. But we are adult recess. We are out having a great time. Now, James, I know, I know Mild or Joy has memberships. Are memberships yeah. required to participate in your group? They are not. Uh, what we want is for people to come out enjoy the events. And if they find that they're going to be in multiple events, they're going to come out to multiple classes, or they're going to travel with us, it really is conducive to get a membership, which is, you know, a hundred something dollars. It's pretty cheap. We've got a class of people going to Kilimanjaro, or excuse me, Tanzania next year. You can't go without a membership. So there are some definite membership perks. Mm -hmm. uh, and we want people to take advantage of that. We want people to kind of knock on the door, see what it's like, come out into a class. But if you're serious about it, the membership is obviously the way to go. Right. And, and is this open to the public? It is open to the public. Anyone can show up. Uh, we do have a funny restriction. Uh, we, we do want members to be over 27 years old because uh, we don't want, there are too many organizations that deal with kids. So we want adults to come out. Now they can bring their kids, but we want the membership to be typically adults. Right. Um, it's a good way for them to go out and explore, learn a new skills, and then go home and tell their kid, hey, I know how to camp now. Let's go. Right. Uh, that's that's the goal for us. Yeah. Um, and and I know you put on classes on on how to navigate and, and, and how to prepare for backpacking. You put on, put on those classes. Yes. We have a series of classes, probably 15, 20 classes that we offer. 
Uh, and they range. They they do range from what is a hike as opposed to walking? What is backpacking? What is camping? How do I get into a kayak? How do I, you know, do prepping? One of the biggest things that has come up recently is people aren't prepared for emergencies. So one of the things we've started teaching are basic survival skills mm -hmm. and not from the apocalyptic survival skills. <laughs> we got bigger problems if that happens. But if you were in a Katrina or you were in a hurricane, Hurricane Hugo, could you actually last in your house more than a few days? And the average person says, I got about two days. Mm -hmm. And in North Carolina, if we even talk about snow, every store is packed. That's a problem. Yeah. yeah. That's a real problem. We should be prepared for at least a week. And, and if anybody wanted to know about anything that you're talking about, they can go to myoutdoorjoy.com. Absolutely. Every, and, okay. and there are classes for beginners and intermediary. Or? Well, typically intermediates uh -huh. are beginners who have watched YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't really have a lot of practical experience. So what we're doing is we're providing the practical experience. Uh, one of the, the challenges we have often is that people assume they have a level of knowledge, which they don't really have. Uh, and YouTube is not a substitute for real experience. And so what we've seen recently is we get this onset of YouTube experts. Uh, last night we did scuba diving at the YMCA. Guy gets in the water and we immediately know he's a beginner. We, you know, everybody in that class does not know how to scuba what, what, dive. What gave it away? Well, he, when he went underwater and said he couldn't breathe. <laughs> and we said, well, you probably want to put the regulator in your mouth. <laughs> so, uh, and it was hilarious because we watched him come into the class, tell me he had gone to, you know, I'm not going to mention the resort. And he had learned how to scuba dive and, and we just let him go. Now we're only in three feet of water, so he wasn't going to have, you know, he wasn't going to get hurt, but it was literally hilarious for myself and the instructors just to let him go. Cause I was like, we're going to prove something here. Now a question regarding that. Uh, so let's just say you were going to be learning how to scuba dive. Do you have to have your own equipment or you provide that? We provide everything. So the goal for us is to take down the barriers of being outside. So if you're going camping, we typically, as a member, he's a great member of Benefit. We uh -huh. provide the tents. We provide a lot of the equipment mm. that you need. Um, on a class like scuba diving, you just show up because we don't expect anybody to have scuba gear. Right. So it's a great experience with uh, limited, really, resources needed by the participants. Just show up in a swimsuit and a t-shirt. Now, you talked about some of the trips and, and uh, have you in encountered any of these wild animals, these elephants and things that you're talking about? I've encountered quite a few, um, but I'm, I'm used to it and I'm uh -huh. trained to deal with it. I've got a great picture that I, that I hold up in my, uh, it's in my phone, it's on my house where I ran into this gigantic bear uh, a few years ago and I was out backpacking in Alaska uh, and had the unfortunate um, experience of running into a polar bear, which is really, you know, a lethal weapon on steroids. Um, but my buddy was there. He told me how to deal with it. And we, we were okay. But, you know, I did have to change my underwear. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, we've got about 30 seconds. And I want to ask a question. If you're, if you're a young parent, can you bring your kids to these classes? Yes, we are family friendly. We want the adults to learn the skills. We want them to bring their kids. We okay. want everyone to participate. But we want the membership to really uh, reflect adults. Right. Well, when we get back, we're going to continue to talk to you on some things, but I, I want to bring Chris into the conversation. Uh, but uh, we're going to get a break here from our sponsors, and we'll be right back on Town Talk. Please come back and join us. For those of you who are streaming with us, welcome back. Uh, we're going to continue to talk about some Chamber of Commerce activities we've got going on. Uh, had a fantastic program yesterday. You, were you there? You weren't there yesterday. You were, James, uh, on Canva. Um, we had Jamie Lane from our Lake Norman Economic Development come out and talk about how to use Canva to promote and market your business. Uh, it's it's a, another way to create brochures and JPEGs and things that you can put on your social media. And I got to tell you, um, Jamie showed up. She had this uh, Mac computer and she didn't have the little adopter that we used to, to be able to put it on with the LCD player. So she had to switch. Everything was on her computer. She had to switch over to a PC, my computer. 
Now, she still was able to access the internet, but if you're not familiar with this other computer and you're putting on a pres presentation and there's like 35 people in the room, I don't know how she did that, <laughs> but but she did a great program. And, you know, last year in 2003, of 2023, we had 33 seminars, 33 different professional development seminars, uh, but she did a fantastic job. Our Focus Friday last week, uh, you know, we, we continue every third Friday to put on a program where we provide... Uh, an opportunity for people to hear about uh, community and legislative issues. Last week, it was our three mayors. And so we had Rusty Knox from Davidson, Christy Clark, our new mayor from Huntersville. Uh, Woody Washam right here in Cornelius came out and talked about what they're doing, infrastructure, roads, everything that, that we have to support business development. Uh, so that was a pretty good program. We're going to have our police departments, Chris, next month where they're going to come out third Friday. They're going to talk about what's going on in our communities in regarding to policing. So, that's some of the things going on. Friday, February 23rd, 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Again, coming up in just a couple of days. Uh, we're going to have a ribbon cutting for Southern Tide as we uh, welcome Melissa Barrier and her team to the Huntersville community. And uh, they're going to have merchandise for sale. And then on Wednesday, February 28th, Tiana Jackson and her new business, Everball, is going to be coming mm -hmm. to the Huntersville community and another ribbon cutting. 52 ribbon cuttings last year in 2023. 52 oh, ribbon okay. cuttings. So, um, again, and, and Salonia, you and, and Sam are a lot of our ribbon cuttings welcoming us. And you were in, y'all had your ribbon cutting this past year. We surely did, what, yes. What, what does it mean in the time we have left for a business to be able to, to open their new business? How did it make you feel when everybody came out and you were able to cut the ribbon on your business? Celebrated. Yeah. And that feels good. It feels good to be celebrated for something that you've worked hard for and to know that you have people that are behind you to support you. And you're not in it alone. Community. Yeah, yeah. Yes. James, did we ever get a ribbon cutting for you? Did we ever? We did it? not. Yeah. Oh, we're we have do, to do that. Yeah, 2024, yes. we'll, we'll, we'll actually open one up. We're, <laughs> yes. actually, we're actually thinking about doing something with University City Partners. So uh, they're trying to get us into their building. Okay. William, how much time we got left in here? One minute. So we've got some other time that we can still be talking about things. Uh, we've got a new member orientation, Thursday, February 29th, 4 o'clock to 5.30, a new member orientation. That's for uh, the new members that have joined the last quarter, but it's also for people who are existing members. So even though you've been a member for now going on a year, yeah. if you want to come out and talk about, find out how to, to really get the most out of your membership investment, how to put things onto the website and, and things of that nature, please come on out. Uh, Salonia, I know you and Sam will be there because, again, it's another networking opportunity. Yeah. And, <laughs> and it's uh, a great way to meet new business owners. That is a great way. And we go around the room and we share, it. you know, one thing we do, we do our little 60-second little elevator speech so everybody gets to share a little bit about who they yes. are and what they do. So we got that going on on February 29th. For you, as you streaming with us, we're going back live in just about 15 seconds. Thanks for being with us today on Town Talk. Welcome back to Town Talk. I'm your host, Bill Russell. I'm here with Salonia Wade Baskins, the owner of Progressive Business Finance, Chris Haley, owner of Lucius James Consulting, and James Smith, founder of My Outdoor Joy. And Chris, I have said uh, many, many times that you and I are brothers from a different mother. I, I mean, we, we might be different skin colors, but I, I tell you, James, um, Chris is uh, kind of an anomaly. He is a conservative Republican ran for was it a, a Tennessee? Where did you what did you run for? The sheriff. For, you ran for sheriff. Yes. As a Republican candidate, yeah. um, and uh, you know you have a criminal justice background. You were in the Highway Patrol for was it twenty years? Uh, fifteen. F fifteen years Highway Patrol. Then mm -hmm. then ran the Criminal Justice Center in Central Piedmont Community College. Um, Lucius James. That's that's one of the things you have on the side. I think you do this with your son. Yes. Share share what you do. What is Lucius James Consulting? Well, it started out as fun. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> we um, we started out um, doing church security, mm -hmm. and so at the church that we were attending, um, we want to make sure that the pastor and the deacon, the deaconess, everybody was safe. That no one would bring guns into the facility. So that's how it all started, and because. At the end of the day, on Sundays, who comes to church? You got mm -hmm. people with mental illness, everybody right. from the community. Everything that happens in the community comes to church. So um, that's how we started. So church security is one thing. And secondly is um, criminal background, 
I'm sorry, criminal background checks for small businesses. Uh And that can be realtors, um, CPA, small companies, and so forth. Because you want to make sure you know who are working in your with your small businesses. Um, it's very important. And if somebody wanted to get a hold of you in terms of, of that service, how would how would they contact you for it? Lucius James? Lucius James Consultant at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. That's L-U-C-I-U-S-J-A-M-E-S-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G <laughs> at gmail.com. Lucius James Consultant. How long have you had that company, Chris? We started out in 2000 Mm -hmm. and 2000. And, um, you know, of course, you heard about all the church shootings and so forth that that are happening. One just happened in Texas at Joel Alstein Church. Mm -hmm. Um, At one point, they would happen quite frequently. And so business really ramped up at that time. And so a lot of things you have to look at, you know, someone coming into church with a big coat during the summertime. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of different things. some churches would call me just to come in to test their security. And believe me, I've, I got some horror stories with that. One particularly one in Mint Hill, I went, it was a predominantly white congregation. And I came in as a black male new, and they watched me the whole time. Uh-huh. I went to the bathroom. They sent somebody there, <laughs> um, but which was good. But at the same time, if I was a new someone new that wanted to join the church. Now you have ran me away as right. being a minority. Right. So little things like that, that I consult on. Um, and it really helps the church as a whole. And and that's not all you do. You also have a role with Atrium Health. Atrium Health. Absolutely. I'm the um, director over security for the Southern District, which is Pineville, Matthews, um, Mint Hill area, also down into South Carolina, uh, Rock Hill, Valentine, Steel Creek, the Southern District. I shared a little bit about your background with the Highway Patrol and Central Piedmont, but uh, you talk about it. I just share a little bit about how you got into this role, um, maybe leading up um, to CPCC. Oh, boy. Uh, it's a divine intervention um, for as law enforcement is concerned. Um, my roommate, we just graduated from college. My roommate said, hey, look, I'm going out and apply for the police department. He said, do you want to come along? And it was hot that day, had nothing to do. And I said, of course. So I got in the car and I went down. And, and when we got there, we had a black female that told me, she said, come over here. And I went over to see what she wanted. She said, here, fill out this interest card. I said, ma'am, um, I don't think I need to do that because I was halfway high that day, Bill, smoking, <laughs> after smoking marijuana. <laughs> you know, I was one of those type of people, you know. I didn't smoke a lot, but... <laughs> You know, I did. And I did. You know everybody's hearing this. I understand. (laughs) I understand. Coming out of college, smoking a little marijuana, you know, take the edge off. And so I filled it out, and the process started from there. Right. That's why I call it a divine intervention, because it's the best job I have ever had. I really enjoy law enforcement, and I made a career out of it. Uh And so from there, I was at um, the Highway Patrol's Training Academy, and Central Piedmont called me to help start the Forensics Institute there. Uh, you might m- remember uh-huh. Lee Lee Johnson. Yeah, yeah. And so um, I stayed with Central Piedmont for f- about 15 years, and I retired as a um, state employee there. CP Marancas campus has really grown. I mean, uh, uh, you look at it now, but and see the additions that's been on this since Beverly Dixon was there. Mm-hmm. Um, what a transformation of that particular campus. Absolutely. Uh, talk about some of the things, and I know you're not representing CPCC, but talk about some of the things that Marancas campus offers right here in Huntersville. Well, they provide um, public safety training for law enforcement officers, firefighters, EMTs, paramedics, um, you name it, anything dealing with public safety. Uh, we serve federal law enforcement officers. I'm talking about we, like I'm still there. Uh, federal, <laughs> state, and local officers, um, particularly the local ones in you know, firefighters, volunteer firefighters, we provide their certification. Many of our police and firefighters here in Cornelius Davis Huntersville come through CPCC. Come through CP, CPCC, and it's one of the best programs mm-hmm. that you can go to. And we produce very good officers. James, we got about uh, five minutes before we go to another hard break, but I, this this program would not, it just would not be what I wanted to be without you sharing 
your trip to Mount Kilimanjaro because I've heard you talk about it. You came to a diversity lunch and learn and you you sure. threw it out on the table. You talked about <laughs> some of the things you did. Share a little bit about that story. That was um so let me let me start off with Kilimanjaro. Kilimanjaro <laughs> is one of the seven summits on the planet. And we've done or I've done two of the seven summits. Kilimanjaro is really supposed to be the easiest of the seven. But about 18,000 feet, I decided as I was walking up that I got altitude sickness, but I didn't just get altitude sickness. I started to hallucinate. And the problem was I was hallucinating that I was getting into the bath. So I decided to get into my birthday suit at minus five degrees Fahrenheit. And I was literally being held down as they were trying to redress me. If you could imagine being on top of a volcano walking around, uh, you know, showing everything. And so it, it was a, it was a great experience. I mean, I ultimately got to the top, but uh, we had a great time. And there, there were 12 of us that went. And with the exception of myself, uh, all of them were brand new to the outdoors. Every last one of them. So, and you're the one who hallucinated. Oh yeah, they had other problems. I was the one who hallucinated. I think it was the stress of being able to watch them. Yes. I'm like, please don't get hurt. Don't. Um, but we had a fantastic time. It was not what the brochures told us it would be. Uh, turned out to be a little harder uh, than the brochures, but it was fantastic. And it it really shows that if you're willing, you can learn so many things in the outdoors. Now they didn't go on day one. Uh, we we trained for about a year, and the experience I think changed a lot of us. Um, and the one thing that I've always said is I'm going to go back in 2026 and do it again because I'm a glutton for punishment. But one of the things when you do these uh, huge trips is you oftentimes forget where you're at because you're so pressed to get to the summit. You're so pressed to get to that next campsite. You oftentimes forget it. And I've got some great pictures and I look at the pictures and I'm always trying to figure out, well, who took this picture? Because I was so focused that right. we, we've lost that experience to some extent. But these trips that we do as a company are extraordinary. Uh, next year, I'm, I'm wearing my shirt. We're actually heading to Alaska next year to do... Um, Denali, mm -hmm. see the Aurora Borealis, to do the Polar Express. Everybody's coming as a newbie, and we are going to have a great time. And for those people who want to do Kilimanjaro, I often talk about this because it just was a great experience. James, I, I've been told that uh, trips to, to Africa are just amazing. And it, well, did you ever do any other safaris or get out in the get out in the land and see some uh, of the We things? did. So after Kilimanjaro and we rested a few days, we we did uh, three days of safari. Um, it, it was so impactful that I'm going, I'm going again this year uh, in August and I'm bringing 22 people with me oh, wow. in the company who are going uh, and we'll do safari. We're going to actually do a <clears throat> basic hike, just a little one, uh, to get them to the base camp of Kilimanjaro. Um, four miles, They're not going very far. But that experience is is going to be life changing um, because we're actually going to stay in the Serengeti for half of the trip. So we'll be in tent villages that entire time. Mm. I, I've heard I've heard is absolutely beautiful. Um, Robin and Jack Salzman that we were talking about yes. just a little while ago. I think they they just got back from a trip to Africa, but uh, yes. they talked about how just absolutely gorgeous it is. Uh, for those of you who are with us on Town Talk, uh, we're going to be going to our sponsors and and hearing a little bit from them, and then we're going to come back and talk to Chris Haley. Uh, please come back on Town Talk. For those of you streaming with us, thank you for staying with us. Uh, coming up, I talked about the new member orientation, February 29th, Thursday, February 29th. Later that night is our Lake Norman Young Professionals group off the clock social. Uh, the Lake Norman Young Professionals is an organization that provides opportunities for young professionals to develop socially and professionally in our community. And they uh, typically meet, I think, on the second Tuesday at 6.30, usually at 11 Lakes. Uh, have you gotten out and talked to any of our young professionals? Uh, we did a program a few weeks ago. And so hopefully we'll get back and we'll do a little bit more uh, over the next few weeks or so. We're going to actually have a lot of community outreach uh, because we've gotten so much interest, uh, way above what we've ever anticipated. So we're going to do a lot of community outreach over the next few months. 
So, Lonnie, do you and Sam, do you all go backpacking? Uh, do you take advantage of the outdoors? So, I have a really good story. My, oh. our daughter went camping. <laughs> so, she said, I want to be a Girl Scout. And I said, I want you to be a Girl Scout. I really love that. Um, and I said, so we're going to go and check it out until our first time going camping. <laughs> so, we went camping for a weekend. I don't think it was a real campground. I think it was just, we had cell phone and... Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm not a bug person, so the eight-legged spider <laughs> thing, that didn't work for me. So when we got back, I stayed covered up the whole time. See, I needed the queen-size bed. I, that's what I needed. <laughs> I was sleeping on the floor. I was in, yeah. So when we got back, I told her, baby, we're not going to do camping. <laughs> I told her, let's do swimming or basketball or volleyball or something else until you get older and I don't have to go with you camping. Oh, so. Now, we got about 60 seconds. Uh, Chris, you strike me as somebody who is very much an outdoors guy. I love outdoors. Um, playing sports, coming up, that's all we did. You know, coming up as a child, you had to stay outdoors. You couldn't come in the house, you know, coming in and out. So, yeah. Did you take advantage of Wadesboro and all the recreational opportunities there? Absolutely. We taught ourselves how to play sports. Yep. yep. That's all we had. Camping? That's did you it. go camping? Went camping. And I was a Boy Scout. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're a Boy camping. Scout? Yeah. Did you make an Eagle Scout? No, never okay. made it that okay. far. No. All right. Well, um, again, thank y'all very, very much for being here. We got another session that we're going to go into in just a second. Uh, I think we got about 10 seconds left. So, those of you streaming with us, we're going back to uh, Town Talk in about 15 seconds. Call now to speak with Lake Norman Chamber President Bill Russell at 844-STUDIO-4. It's Town Talk on 105.9, 100.7, WSIC. Welcome back to Town Talk. I'm Bill Russell, your host. I have Salonia Wade Baskins, the owner of Progressive Business Finance. Chris Haley, owner of Lucius James Consulting. James Smith, founder of My Outdoor Joy. Uh, Chris. Uh, we're celebrating Black History Month, and I opened up talking about Malcolm X. And uh, September 20th, September 20th, uh, 2016, protest and rioting occurred throughout Charlotte. Keith Lamont John, uh, Scott, 43-year African-American man, was shot, killed by police, Charlotte Mecklenburg Police. They said that he exited a vehicle, uh, and he had a handgun, and he refused to, uh, they asked him to drop, and he refused to comply. Uh, some social media accounts said that he was holding a book, that it that was not a gun. They later came back, I think four days after the shooting, they released camcorder footage that showed that, yes, he did have, he had a marijuana cigarette, he had a, he had a holster, he had a gun, fingerprints on it. it. took four days, though. But within that four days, we had peaceful demonstrations, but we had riots across Charlotte. And I'm watching Facebook Live, and I'm seeing all of this. And... My diversity chair of the Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce was Chris Haley. And I called Chris Haley up, and I remember this. I said, Chris, what is going on? I mean, I thought we were so far removed from this. Chris, what did you say to me? Uh, first thing I said, Bill, it's going to happen. It's not if it's going to happen, but when. Mm -hmm. And you got to be able to see it from the lens of the people who are involved. Um, you being a white male and me being a black male, you know, you have to be able to see it from different lenses. And so that was it there. We, we knew it was going to happen. It was going to happen again. And it did. We had other protests since then. Mm -hmm. And so it may not happen here, but it's not if it's going to happen again, it's when. And we're still in that same era where it's still going to happen. James, we uh, within the next week or so, we had uh, a meeting at Torrance Chapel AME Zion Church here in Cornelius. And I think it was Gary McFadden. He, mm -hmm. he is a retired um, detective with the police department in Charlotte, uh, a black man. Uh, again, spent his whole career uh, with the police department. And he told a story that just absolutely shocked me. He said that if he came up on a traffic stop at 11 o'clock on a Saturday night and it was manned by white officers, the hairs on his arm would just rise and he would just just be a nervous wreck. And he's a police officer being stopped by other policemen. And, and that just, I couldn't believe that. 
And the other thing that struck me, and I, I still remember this from, from those years ago, um, I was taught as a child, if you get separated from your parents, if something happens and you see that officer over there, you run to him, he or she will take care of you. But if you're a black male and you see an officer, you might want to go in a different direction. I, I had never, never thought about it like that. That's the way we are, as black people, that's our world. And it's those lens again. You know, you, you have to live our lives. Um, growing up in Waysboro was pretty much the same way. Because you remember back then, you know, the black officers only patrolled the black areas. And the white officers, the, you know, they can go anywhere they wanted to. So it, law enforcement, there was a lot of prejudice and racism in law enforcement when it comes to opposite races. And it still exists today. Um, we still have racist officers out there. Um, some people say that black people can't be racist. Um, that's very debatable, um, but it happens. Racist stuff happened on both sides. You know, when you you ran for office, you, you mm -hmm. ran for sheriff as a Republican, uh, and you talked about the challenges that you faced in your own community mm -hmm. uh, with your friends and family and, and cohorts? That's correct. Um, you got to remember, I grew up, black people historically are very conservative people. Mm -hmm. My two parents are the biggest, they were the two biggest Democrats I ever knew, but they were the most conservative I have ever seen. So that's how I became who I was and still is today based on my upbringing. But totally grounded in faith and family, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Totally grounded. I kept us in church. Um, just some things, you know, things have changed now. Um, when it, it was just everything was very conservative. My dad and I used to have a debate all the time, you know, listen to the news. And I, you know, I enjoyed it because here you are, this big Democrat, but you got all these conservative views, Republican <laughs> views. And when I called him on it, well, you, you know, but like in high school, my high school history teacher, when we first registered to vote, he told us he was a white male. He said, you black, you vote Democrat. And, you know, like today, my son is in high school. He registered. And I said, no, you're independent because at this point of your life, you, it, you don't know which one you are. I said, and life experiences will tell you or teach you which direction you should go. So, but if you look at African-American families, they're very conservative, but their action and the way they vote is totally different. James, you, with my outdoor joy, you take uh, people of both races, all, all kinds of different backgrounds and cultures. Uh, they go with you on trips to places they've never gone before. No. Do you feel like they're totally at ease with you? Uh, for the most part, I mm -hmm. think uh, I've built up a level of credibility over the years, uh, and that breaks through a lot of the barriers. However, the presumptions of who I am are always shocking. <laughs> um, I've gotten to the point now where if I'm requested to speak at an event, uh, my first request is don't put my picture anywhere on the menu, the, the, the desk, the platform, because one of the things, my icebreaker is when they announce me, I walk up and I said, okay, by a show of hands, how many people expected me? It is the best opening line that I've ever had. And the room usually laughs because the, I'm not what they expect. And it right. talks about a bias that we all have. Yeah, sure. And so if we can talk about those biases, it is very helpful. Um, to express them, to talk about them, because most people will say they don't have them. And then when I walk up and I can see, you know, their teeth hitting the ground, um, <laughs> at that point, you can't deny it. So uh, it, it is definitely something that's there, uh, but we're working through it slowly but surely. Sure. And I think for me, the people that come out um, have said to themselves, okay, guy's super credible let's you know what do we have to lose yeah and uh and i think that's that's the biggest thing salonia uh not only are you uh african-american 
you're female and you've started a business. Um, how challenging was that for you? Or did you did you find that those barriers have been broken? Tell me about it. No, absolutely. First, like you said, I'm African-American and I'm a female. And so a lot of people say that that is two strikes against you. But one thing I've learned um, is that to get out of my own head. And so I make a conscious decision to get out of my own head. And so one thing I tell business owners that I want them to take with them when networking is that if you were walking, if you put a blinder on you and you just talk to people, you would be surprised who was your most helpful, who was most valuable and who was most supportive when you take that blinder off. So do not be biased. Do not be prejudiced. Just go out, get out of your own head and allow yourself to grow, expand and network and meet people because it takes two. I mean, I'm saying it may takes all of us, not just black race, not just Caucasian race, but it takes a unified community and world to make a change. And that's in anything you do in life. You know, Chris, when, when all that went down in 2016 and people said, are you concerned as the president of the Chamber of Commerce that that type of thing will, will happen here? And let me just say this, it, it can happen anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, there is no place that is immune from that strike camp. And, and t- a lot of times, um, you know, it, it, it's the communities that you are least likely that, that you, they do. But I said, I don't think it'll happen here because, because we have a great community working together. So you have Ada Jenkins Center, um, an outreach center. You have unity and community. There's pulling people together. You have um, our diversity council, the chamber of commerce and the biggest thing that I really feel like we have going for us is our police officers and our police agencies here, the departments, with the National Light Out, bringing the officers out to the public so that the kids and so that the families can meet uh, everybody. And I, I think when you've got that level of policing, that makes a difference. And again, you were the Criminal Justice Center. Uh, I don't know who who was behind pushing. I know National Light Out is a national organization, but I think that that goes and makes tremendous strides to bringing the community together. Uh, I agree. Um, all of that that you stated is perfect for the community, but this place is prime for something like that to happen, the rioting, rioting and so forth. The only thing it takes is one minority person to get shot by a white police officer. And there you go. So we're not there yet. No, not at Mm -hmm. all. Not at all. And it can happen here um, just as quick as anywhere else. Yeah. We've got less than a minute left. The mentor in your life, really quickly. Mm -hmm. Who is the mentor in your life? My dad. Yeah. You know, raised 10 kids. Um, supported every last one of them. I mean, who in the world going to raise 10 kids? Your father. James, <laughs> mentor in your life. Without a doubt, it was my dad. Not even close. Without a doubt, your dad. My mom. Your mom. My mom. Strong, powerful black woman. Silent, but very powerful. Powerful. Uh, I tell you, I, I can't thank each of you enough. Uh, your your year as, uh, years, not just year, years, diversity chair, your involvement in the Chamber of Commerce and what you're doing too. James, thank you for being here today. If it's Wednesday afternoon, we're talking about Our Towns on Town Talk, WSIC. We'll see you next week. Serving you better than ever before. WSIC, Statesville, W290DK Mooresville, W264CU Statesville.